TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Connection. Ann Baldwin here, along with my back from vacay and working her butt off, Lisa DeMattis Lapore, uh, President and CEO of The Connection. Hello. We were just singing the song. Let's good sing morning. it. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> we'll stop there. <laughs> yeah, I won't give up our day job. I'm not going to give up the day job. No, no although think. sometimes I think it might be. You know, not be a karaoke. bad idea. Kara- we could do karaoke. Oh, yeah. You and I. That'd be yeah, fun. We could do that as yeah. long as we don't know anybody in the room this and it's true. not on social media. Well, you yeah. Know. Uh, two strikes against us, right? right. So, you know, um, we've talked about this individual quite a bit. We've got some mystery person out there mm-hmm. that um, started sending us gift cards. That's right. Um, here to my office, uh, Baldwin Media, 1 Grove Street, Suite 100. New Britain, Connecticut, 06053, and they all started um, right after we had this guest who's back he's, by he's popular, popular demand. demand, our most popular guest and At, someone that's I really admire for so many reasons. And I got to say, uh, Daryl McGraw, because this is radio, um, you're six foot. Six five. Six five. Your son, who's sixteen, and, is yeah six seven. We don't like to talk. About six that. seven. Yeah. And Daryl's awesome. just a pleasure. It's so great to have you back welcome, here. Look how welcome. cute he looks, and he's wearing my favorite color tie. Blue. What color do you call that? That's not blue. This is royal blue. It's royal blue, or is it periwinkle? That's not periwinkle. Ooh, no. That's not periwinkle. No. no. Okay, royal blue. blue. <laughs> so one of my favorite colors. So it looks very, very nice on Thank you. you. Thank so you. Daryl, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your background, and then we've got a lot to cover, and uh, you're really going to enjoy the show today, folks, because it's going to be amazing. All it right. absolutely is. Okay. So my name is Daryl McGraw. I'm the former program director of the of um, director for Yale University Department of Psychiatry. I used to be. I uh, was the Director of the Office of Recovery Community Affairs. I'm, a, I'm now currently a criminal justice advocate. I um, wear many different hats in the state advocate, consultant. Um, but I think the most, the title that I think that I cherish the most is probably a person in long term recovery. Um, my clean date being May 7, 2007. So that. Yay. Um, Yay. How many years is that? I can't do the math. Uh, that's about 11 or 12 or something. 11. You got right. me beat. Yeah, yeah. What was your drug of choice, man? So my drug of choice was um, marijuana and crack cocaine. So, um, yeah, that was for me. It's also um, symbolic because uh, that's the last time I was in the back of a police car as well. So for me, drugs and, and incarceration, they went hand in hand. So once I put the drugs down, that's when I stopped um, 
being arrested in the back. That was the last time I was in the back of a police car. As well. So you got two anniversaries to celebrate oh, man, on one right. day. You know what a good, what a, what a, what a blessing to be able to. And you know, um, thank you for having me back, and thank you for that person that sends those gift cards. I really appreciate it. I know um, we can't figure out who we it is. We don't know who it is. That's okay. I know the guy. Maybe you know what? Well, what we have we have one guy who super loves coffee. So he just continuously, like, you know, I'm like, hey, we got some more coffee for you. So um, that's that's a good, that was a good look. That is okay. fantastic. And, you know, I mean, people do want to support so many people like yourself, those that have gotten it mm-hmm. and have some time behind them. And so those that are still struggling, you know, they're out there. And as you know, working in the nonprofit world, any support that anybody can get is, is so much appreciated. Yeah. Daryl, you're such a role model for um, not only the recovery community, but to also your peers and to myself um you really exemplify um you know working hard in your recovery but also giving back to others and giving them hope and a new perspective on um restarting your life which is really difficult and so i just find you very inspiring so what are you on facebook is that is yes. that the platform so if people want to friend you on facebook how can they find you oh yeah so i'm daryl mcgraw on facebook and on um on Instagram, I'm Harry Tubman 18. So, you know, <laughs> yes. So follow me on um, Instagram, Harry Tubman 18. But besides, truthfully, that's um, really compelling. And I'm glad you talked about that, the freedom piece and how, what that's a symbol, symbolization of. But also, Daryl also posts the work that he does and um, speeches that he gives. And all, all kidding aside, it's extremely inspiring to me. And uh, there are a lot of times you send usually daily messages and for myself so I need to read those because it's the work that we do to move forward and realize that recovery is worth it and although it's a long road that he's just you know you're just such the epitome of recovery you could have a, well, at least one new friend today that's me I'm gonna friend oh. you today okay will you accept my friend request Absolutely. will you accept this rose Absolutely. I'll take it right now. Thank you so much. No, that's great. And you know what jumps out at me when you were just, you know, very nonchalantly kind of going over some of your credentials. We're not going over all of them because we only have a half hour. But for you to sit there and for you to say the words, Yale University Department of Psychiatry, going from inmate to being able to say Yale University. Yep. How did that happen? I went from jail to Yale, right? Um, oh, that's a good one. Let's make Yale. T-shirts. Absolutely. Um, it was really cool. Um, I don't know, man. You know, um, it was different. You know, I always go back to, you know, West Wing 25 cell when I was um, first initially incarcerated. And someone, uh, I, I don't remember the guy's name. I don't know what he looks like. But he slipped the uh, Purpose Driven Life book by Rick, uh, Rick Warren under my under my door. And it was a 40-day spiritual journey. And um, my court date was 41 days away. And through that, I, I faithfully read the book because I thought I was going to get out in 40 days because I think God's a bondsman or what have you, right? And um, I ended up getting four years. But when I got the four years, I had went in th- inside knowing that I had purpose. And that purpose was to help people. So I've been living my life in purpose ever ever since you know and i live my life on purpose so with that you know i think that you know that you know living in a certain way you make life become people become attractive to you um and i was in a couple of trainings and i um met someone someone heard me speak long story short they said um you know we have a job for you at yale and i was like yeah right i have a criminal record there's no way that this is going to happen like you know but um they always say you know when you want to make god laugh tell him your plans and um 
So interesting enough, I ended up getting a job with um, the, the Yale University working um, at Perch um, and working with the State of Connecticut Department of um, Mental Health and Addiction Services. As a, I started out as associate director and then I became the director of um, the Office of Recovery Community Affairs, which is an amazing journey. Like I, when I was, I couldn't dream that big. So for me, um, I just wanted to be a substance abuse counselor. And like I said, you know, I believe I'm spiritual. I believe in God. So I believe he had a different plan for me. And I had an opportunity to hold that position um, for three and a half years. And I was the first African-American to have that position. So I always remind my son when he's doing his Black History Month um, pro, um, projects to, um, you know, write about me. He never does. But <laughs> <laughs> I just remind him, like, you know, I was, you know, I was, you that, know, he's that, probably tired of hearing it. That's amazing. We want to mention, too, that um, you've got a half-day workshop coming up that, that you're working on. It's It sounds like it's not until October, but it's going to be here before you know it. And it's called um, Fresh Out barriers for working with formerly incarcerated indiv individuals. And this is a professional development session, mm -hmm. right? right? And for those people that, you know, need another reason to go. There's also continuing education um, credits for this. Um, the hours are accredited by the uh, National Association of Social, Social Workers. So that's NASW and the uh, Connecticut Certification Board, CCB. So tell us a little bit about this conference coming up on October 28th. And it's going to be um, at The Connection. Correct. At your off beautiful offices in Middletown, Connecticut. They said they're going to give me meatballs, so I don't know. Meatballs. Does that make you happy? So, uh, meatballs is going to make me really happy. All right. I like meatballs. Lots of meatballs. Ah. So there'll be some pictures. Um, so Fresh Out, I'm not going to give up too much about Fresh Out okay, because good. you need to be, you need to come. You need to come check it out. It's very important, though. It's, um, you know, having been incarcerated, having spent 10 years of my life in and out of the Department of Corrections, um, you know, one of the things that I find, I find important and there that we lack kind of in the reentry world is how we deal with people and understanding that this situation can happen to anybody. And when people serve their time, that's kind of, that's what they're, you know, it's the loss of freedom is the actual punishment. When people return back into the community, it's our job as community members to help them transition back in. You know, I believe in my, um, my motto is the CSI model. And I know you're thinking crime scene investigator, but it's, yes. I know it. I see it in your face. I, I watch it, right? it all the time. <laughs> I know me too. Right. Dateline. I watch all those crazy yeah. shows. But CSI for me means um, community systems and individuals. So the community has a part in helping a person transition back. That's us, the community. We need to be ready for those individuals returning. Um, the system has a part in preparing the individual to return and then the individual has to have their willingness and their skin in the game so my goal with like fresh out is really teaching um service providers and people that work with individuals to how to prepare to work with these individuals that and prepare them back you know they are sons mother their sons mothers daughters yeah. you know their community right. members so how do we you know okay so this person made a mistake but now we need as a community to welcome them back and one of the things that i always emphasize and i ask you both to um say when you meet a person that just came home from prison say welcome home oh, i can do better than that yeah. i have a person who's been incarcerated that still lives with me in my house because i see that you know and i 
it's really changed my opinion of who the people are. And plus, my dad was a, a corrections officer in the system for years and years. So I've got a whole different perspective now. It was just stupid mm -hmm. mistakes, you know, yeah. that, that were made. And you got to pay the price. And that price, in this right. case, was losing your freedom and not getting to choose if and when right. you eat or if you even have toilet paper. Right. So, I mean, I've heard some pretty bad horror stories, and this was only a matter of months that this person was incarcerated, and I just hear about the things and the survival tactics. I mean, to the point where I took this guy out to dinner one night with someone who did federal time for a few years just to help this young man prepare for what he was going to be facing when he went in. Because here you are, you know, right. this white-collar white guy. You're going into a whole different environment. You need to know. Right. You know, he's his first piece of advice was don't go in there buying all the stuff don't buy a tv don't buy a radio don't buy all this stuff from the what do they call that thing where you commissary because commissary, commissary. people are gonna think you got money they're gonna steal from you and you're gonna get hurt i mean that was just so i get it i get it and these are just people that have like they've messed up right i mean some people are in there for some pretty serious stuff but it's educating potential employers and people in the community about who these folks really are. Right. And boy, I can't think of a better example. Look at you. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, so I think that, you know, it is important for us to say welcome home to those individuals welcome because um, a lot of times everyone's telling them, well, you know, I hope you don't, you know, I hope you learned your lesson. I hope you did this. You know, I hope you got it straight. Are you have you, you know, you got you got it together? But no one just says welcome home. Right. You oh, know, I, I don't um, like any of those things mm -hmm. that you just said. Right. I just think that's so demeaning to mm -hmm. to a person. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. how do you feel? How can you rebuild yourself and your self esteem? And I, I just that, well, but you I, know, I just think that's so traumatic. It is, but you know, a lot of people do go back. I mean, my dad would tell me, "Hey, you know, you'd see some of these guys walk out and gals, and you know, not gals, but you know, see you because he was in the men's facility. But you know, see, see it when I see you, and it would be sometimes weeks, sometimes months, and in perfect situations, never. Right. So it's it's really tough, and it's and it's traumatic. It's yeah, it's traumatizing for staff as well. It's difficult for staff. You I mean, you know, those of us that work in the field, right? We see people come. And they look, but then they look great and everything. They got it together. And then all of a sudden they end up back into, right. you know, that, that mess or what have you. Um, so that's why Fresh Out is very important for people to understand that, you know, these are human beings and we need to make sure that we're focusing on treating people as human beings and not, you know, punishing them further on in the community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, and it's interesting, like, you know, even like with your dad, like being a CEO, like for a long time, seals have been taught, you know, everybody's like a certain way. Oh yeah. Right. And these guys are trying to get over on you. And you know, right. it's interesting when, when you know, when you're not like that. You know, I'm in prison. I was in prison, and you know, I just want to roll the toilet paper. I don't want your debit card number. I'm not trying to scare exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. But they have to be taught a certain way. So we're it's hoping. It's a cultural that, change, isn't it? We're hoping that there is a significant, a, a huge cultural change. With you know, we have new administration. We have a mm -hmm. uh, new commissioner. Yep. And hopefully that, you know, those of us with lived experience are at the table and, you know, advising and leading the way for change. Because without having people with lived experience 
um, giving advice, then how can you talk about reentry if you've never reentered? So if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Daryl McGraw. And uh, Daryl has spent some time, some time in and out of uh, the judicial system, in and out of prisons. Um, but now, really, you've made a name for yourself, and you said that was your calling to do good things. Can I ask you a personal question? Because sure. here we are on radio. You're very nicely dressed. But I got to, and I, if you don't want to talk about this, we don't have to. But I can't help but notice that you've got some scars on your face. Mm. Uh, car accident? Yeah, no. So I, I do have a, quite a few scars on my face, um, but never never been in a car accident. Everything that the scars on my face are all directly related to violence that I experienced while I was in, growing up in the hood, growing up in my neighborhood. And I grew up on the west side of Stanford. So just to get into a lot of, um, a lot of altercations. And um, I was hit in the face with a bottle, um, um, hitting the face with a gun, you know what I mean? And these are, you know, one of the things that we don't talk about enough is trauma. And, you know, growing up in violent environments um, and urban trauma is one of the key factors to a lot of the um, reasons why many people, especially black and brown people, are incarcerated right now. It's a direct, resor- uh, direct result of trauma and um, traumatic situations, you know. Um, I remember growing up and, and witnessing a lot of violence but then as I got older, I became a perpetrator of violence and being partaking in fighting and so on and so forth because fight, fighting was power, right? And um, I thought about it, you know, when I talk and I do a lot of um, presentations, we talk about power and we're all, we're all chasing this power one way or another. And if you can fight, you were, you, you had the power at the time. So, um, yeah, a lot of stuff um, growing up like that. He doesn't look like a fighter, does he, Lisa? No. I can't yeah. imagine you even throwing a punch. Yeah, um, I don't throw punches anymore. You know, I've been, I've, I found a new word. You know what? Education has definitely been the key for me, key to my success. Um, I encourage everyone, um, those that can, to be, you know, to take on education and continue reading and and growing. Um, for me, that that was the great equalizer. So the power that I found now, I found it through education. I found how I, I found other ways to express my. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say anger, but um, to express myself. You know, you both have teenage boys. You know, Lisa, yours just went off to senior, senior year, year high, school, high school. And you said that you have a... Yeah, my son just started junior, junior year. Junior year. Yeah. God, it must be scary, though. Is it as parents sitting here, you know, and Daryl, you know, knowing what you went through? Mm. What advice do you both give your sons in this, I'm going to call it, all editorialized crazy world, man? Stay true to who you are. Um, follow your, you know, follow your heart, um, make good decisions. Um, we love you. You know, we're here for you. Always be transparent. I'm always going to love you no matter what. Um, let's have, you know, let's always have open dialogue. Um, how can we learn from, you know, experience, you know, people hurt you or disappoint you or you're in situations and you see things happening to your, you know, to your friends, um, you know, how can you give them advice? Um, you know, be there for other people. Don't take anything for granted. You know, all these conversations um, about very different messages that I received as a child, um, always feeling safe at home and being able to know that you're going to be loved no matter what happens. And just to, you know, let that let let your you know child know that you're there for them. I mean, I think that, you know, we all make mistakes, but I I mean, my son will tell me things that are, you know, key, and I can't it? overreact to it. I just, no. I need to listen to it and just sort of be there and love him no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's scary what... Just let him be... That open dialogue, know. right? 
Yeah. So, Daryl, right. does your son is your son aware of your background? Oh, absolutely. Or your, or shall um, we say, your your former resume? Uh, yeah. No. No. You know. Um, so I make a living off of telling you know telling my story. So my <laughs> kids are probably tired of hearing it, um, but they understand that you know what their life is a lot better due to the things that I've done. Yeah. And um, it's interesting. Like I grew up without a dad. So my dad wasn't there, you know, when I started, when I talk about trauma, I talk about, you know, being six years old and um, my dad coming to me and saying that, you know, um, I'm the man of the house now and he left. And so being six years old and having to take on that responsibility of being a man of the house, there's no more big wheels and there's no more, you know, playing your, your responsibilities have changed as the man of the house. My son is 16 now, and I would never say he was the man of the house because he can't figure out how to get the trash to the curb, and this truck's going <laughs> to pick up the uh, – I tell him it's magic. This truck comes every week, man. You just gotta, All you got to do is get the can to the curb. Um, but he hasn't figured that piece out yet. So, um, But he's a good kid, and, you know, one of the things that for me is just really was really being present Yes. And, um, and role modeling. For me, role it's modeling is, is significant. You know, I watched the drug dealers when I was growing up. Yeah. And that's what I I watched. Those who I looked up to. So now my job is to role model, you know. It's okay. You know what? If I was in education or if I was in, you know, a position where I needed to hire a speaker or I needed to hire someone from a breakout session, I'd want you, Daryl McGraw. So I want you to plug again. I I said I would want you as the keynote speaker, Daryl McGraw. So how can people contact you? So I'm I'm reachable. Um, We have a website that's coming up um, for Formerly Inc. You know, which is my consulting business. It's still under construction. So you'll if you go there, formerly www formerly n. We like to say n because people were formerly inside. and our www.formallyn.com, I believe. But if you can't reach me there, you can always catch me on Instagram at Harry Tubman 18 And also, um, I am on Facebook, Facebook. as Daryl Wow. It's just it's just great, you know, that you have this message to share and that you're changing people's lives and and that you're out there, you know, sharing your truth. It, it's fantastic, you know, and I and I think my kids get tired of hearing my story too sometimes. Yeah. But like you, I say, you know, that you can either use your past as an excuse yeah. to be a total screw up and blame it for all your problems and why you haven't done this and that, or you can use it to build a stronger foundation and really thrive and and right. you know, give back. Do you have you done any speaking engagements to um, kids in school or high school mm-hmm. or because I I really think I'm thinking I would love I mean this is a personal thing but I'd love for my son to meet you and oh, absolutely I cool. just think you're you know such a role model and I mean I could see you going and speaking to high school and really making a significant impact um, to how things lead to certain things and you know how to reach out for help and because it's such a confusing time right it's really I mean our kids are in this is a really confusing time for I think a lot of kids well and you know one bad decision you know we're all we're all away we're all one step away from absolutely seriously I think the kids have it a lot different than we had it, and I'll say all of us because everybody in here looks about 25. Yeah, thank you. Woohoo! You want to stay here forever? (laughs) I was thinking that, you know, because social media, you know, Uh, when I was a kid, you know, if you had a problem with somebody, you just had a problem at school, but then you went home and it was over. Well, these kids don't have the same luxury. Mm -hmm. They don't. Bullying happens nonstop. So I think that that 
um you know so it, it's really empowering like for me i really i do i do speak to kids in schools and i always talk about the um you know the the importance of not getting that first felony yeah. right you know the first felony can change your life so again, I want to give um, folks more information about the Fresh Out program that we mentioned. That's going to be happening uh, not until the end of October, October 24th at the Connection in Middletown, Connecticut. Um, they will have information on their website as we get a little bit closer to the event. So you can go to theconnectioninc.org, all one word, theconnectioninc.org, and you can get more information on that. You can find Daryl McGraw, Superman, uh <sighs> Super, I he love is. coming here. Man. Oh my I love God, here. we love I having love you here. Let's, you know, here. maybe you should just take go, think, take I, my spot. I, I think you should just see. do the show with us. Yeah, Daryl McGraw, D A R Y L M C, capital G R A W on Facebook and Instagram is Harry Truman. No, Harry Tubman. Harry oh shoot, Harry Tubman. Wait, wait, wait. Eighteen. Can you imagine that? I know. Harry I know. Truman. Harry Truman. Yeah. No, Harry Tubman. Eighteen, just like Harriet Tubman, but it's Harry. Because this is the, we're in the modern day Underground Railroad and we're setting people free. I love this. I do too. Isn't it great? Uh, you are the best. Yeah. One of the best. Well, yeah. we are out of time, no, unfortunately. We could talk to you forever, my friend, but um, we'll have you back again. We'll thank get you on here. Thank you so much. And, thank you. And, uh, Another great show, Lisa. We want to thank especially our listeners for tuning in to this edition of The Connection on WTIC News Talk 1080. Audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.